When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Peter Fand is a multi-instrumentalist, composer, educator, and seven-year Cirque du Soleil veteran. In 2016, he joined with fellow performers to create a band called Ten Toy Cars. The group's second album, Hello Pariah, is set to release on May 15th. Peter is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about his band, their music, and his career in Vegas entertainment. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, good to get a chance to talk to you and and, um, learn more about what you guys do. Tell me, uh, obviously, we're going to talk about a a new record that you've got coming out here uh, pretty soon, but um, your career goes beyond just being a musician you've got all kinds of things that you've got your you've got your hands in uh performance stage all these kind of tell me a little bit about about that and and what got you into the um the business in the first place sure well uh as you know i'm based in las vegas and i came out here in 2012 as part of a Cirque du Soleil show called zarkana which at the time was an international touring show and uh, I was in that show as a multi-instrumentalist, primarily a bass player, and but I also played uh, some played kora, which is a 21-string West African harp, and traditional percussion, global percussion, and mandolin, and a few other things. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that show moved to Vegas, and uh, and when it did, I I didn't actually know that much about the town, although I had been out here for gigs and things over the years. Yeah. But I came out here and kind of fell in love with it so when that Cirque show closed um I stayed although I did actually go out for another year with another Cirque show called uh Kuza but um when I came back here I've been working as a composer and performer in a bunch of other big production shows on the strip uh I was doing a show called Baz and I do uh currently do zombie burlesque and and uh vegas the show at planet hollywood and i'm kind of in that sort of big production uh show world here but i'm also doing a lot of composition i'm writing for some film scores and uh and various stage production uh, music and things like that as it as it comes up 
What got you into music prior to Vegas 2012 as a, as a younger person? How, how did that sure. get started for you? Well, I've kind of been playing music all my life. My dad played a bit of guitar around the house when I was a kid. And when I was about four years old, he got a new guitar for himself and gave me his old one. Okay. Taught me a few chords. Yeah. And then I kind of knocked around on a bunch of instruments over the years through elementary school, playing like trumpet and euphonium. And then when I got to high school level, started playing bass, which kind of... Uh, I don't know. Everything started to coalesce around my my music world at that time, and it led me in a bunch of different directions. And soon, uh, I was studying a lot of uh, international music, which led me to actually go to West Africa oh, wow. uh, and kind of go back and forth between West Africa and here. I went really deep into the West African traditional world for a long while, playing the kora. Uh, and percussion mm -hmm. over there and studying mm -hmm. and, and then touring with those guys and playing in a bunch of uh, ensembles of, that were really traditional West African music. And that stuff, I even though I did study music in college, I kind of look at that moment in my life when I started studying the African stuff and going over there as being like the uh, the beginning of my real music education in mm, a way. Okay. When, uh, but, when did you yeah. when did it become was there a moment that you recall this music is what I'm going to do this is going to be my career I presume that it's pretty much what you're doing full time now in some degree sure well I've actually been really fortunate in that um I've never really done anything else right. like I okay. came out of uh came out of high school with a very a linear focus on playing music and went yeah. to the school to study music. And when I came out of uh, that, I was already gigging and touring and stuff as a bass player and, and playing in different groups, which uh, was that, that was kind of like the first uh, window into what the rest of my life would be like. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did end up, uh, I guess, teaching a lot, teaching a lot of music, which is uh, not performance, but it was still in the music sure, world. Yeah, and yeah. Then I ended up building a recording studio in New York, which uh, went through a bunch of uh, different mutations over the years and moving locations and things and growing. And that uh, studio was kind of the center of my artistic world for a long while. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've just kind of continued to do this and then eventually led, uh, that led me to auditioning for some bigger shows. I did uh, Lion King on Broadway for a while and then did um, join Cirque du Soleil for about seven years and it's just kind of been a, a, a straight line kind of, well, yeah, not, yeah. not exactly straight, <laughs> lots of turns and twists sure, and yeah, bizarre yeah, directions, yeah. but definitely a linear kind of life of music. So part of the, well, I guess the main reason why we're having a conversation today is your band Ten Toy Cars. When did that come about? How did how did that come out of your your career? Sure. Well, um, that group really Ten Toy Cars emerged in 2016, and uh, it came together with when I was working in Cirque, and I. I well, I was working with a couple of uh, 
musicians that I regard as some of my just favorite people to play with, a violinist named Martin St. Pierre who, and uh, the drummer Aaron Guidry, who are both cast members of another Cirque show called Mystere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were working together just kind of putting putting ideas together for a group because we uh, just love playing together. And uh, Tin Toy Cars was kind of born there as I uh, and I wrote a bunch of music and arranged it for the ensemble and we started to perform in uh, in and around the Vegas area and it became we became kind of like a mainstay of the downtown music scene here mm, okay. and uh, we you know we released our first record in 2016 which was very widely uh, received as uh, in in this sort of Americana India Americana world mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. got a lot of airplay around the country and a lot of support from uh, press and so forth. We put out a video that accompanied that for a song called "Do Everything You Can Before right. You're yep. Dead." Yeah, and uh, that uh, was kind of the beginning of this journey. And we were about to start touring that album when I got contracted to do another sort of tour, which okay. took me away for about a year. Yeah. Uh, so when I came back from that tour, I I sat down to start composing this new album which is uh which is called hello pariah and that one uh is is due out in on the 15th of may so that's pretty exciting for us how did you settle into the americana theme uh, I, I listened to a couple of songs of the previous uh, album and and in particular that video and and it's um I I can see uh, what I perceive the uh, Cirque du Soleil influences at least in the <laughs> video but the, <laughs> sure the, the music does have uh, um, an Americana bluegrass roots kind of a country alternative feel how how did that how did that show up for you was that intentional or did it just kind of happen out of what you guys were doing. Well, there's a lot of uh, things in that. Uh, first, the, you mentioned the Cirque du Soleil Cirque kind of feeling in the video, and that's definitely there, obviously. Like, that video has a, has a bunch of acrobats, and we had uh, skydivers. We had, yep. like, seven, seven airplanes of, of di- uh, jumpers <laughs> like in, that, in the production of that video. But um, the music, yeah, it definitely is that Americana Roots uh, uh backbone kind of thing we uh that's largely because in this group um i front the band as a singing mandolin player and the instrumentation from the very beginning was intended to be uh uh, set around that idea so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like the traditional bluegrass ensemble minus banjo so uh acoustic guitar fiddle um mandolin and um then we added a drum set to that, mm-hmm. which makes it immediately more of a kind of alternative Americana kind of thing. Right, right. And um, and then compositionally, it's a little bit. It's not bluegrass. It's not. It's not blues or roots music, really. In that there's, it's very through composed compositional stuff. Like I'm, I come from a background of like I've spent a lot of time listening to classical music Bach and and uh, and then also lots of jazz and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. funk and rock and everything else <laughs> so it all kind of comes together into this soup of what Tintoy Cars has become but it's always 
intended it's been intended to uh maintain that traditional um americana uh, foundation mm-hmm. and like i say that's largely um highlighted by the fact that i fronted as a singing mandolin right, player yeah. so it's mandolin and octave mandolin are really okay. featured very prominently there where do you find it fits most with what kind of audience well i think um it's really that americana audience i think although i in a way it's kind of like it's really a triple a radio kind of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. band because it's kind of, it is a little bit for more uh uh adult audiences not not in the way that <laughs> that vegas means when they sure, say adult sure, audiences yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but um but yeah it's this it's a very evolved compositional music with a very uh, poetic lyrical slant to it uh-huh. and it asks uh an audience to be like a real listener and appreciator of music i think although some of it is very catchy and and uh has good melodic hooks and things that that anyone should be able to grab onto yeah but i would say the triple a audience is the audience for this music people who grew up listening to a whole variety right. of music might might find a home there okay where did the name come from Tin Toy Cars is uh, the name came from uh, this experience of walking through the desert here in Vegas, where we live. Mm-hmm. Vegas is a it's a curious place because it's a, a balance of the brash debauchery of the Las Vegas Strip, which right. is what it's so famously known for. Right. But then on the other side, it's this wonderland of desert. Uh, nature mm-hmm. we're surrounded by these this landscape of of desert mountains and there are trails through those mountains that, that disappear into the desert and if you hike on those trails or or explore them eventually you may come upon these cars these old cars that are buried in the desert and w- when you happen upon them you it it's this thing where it's this reminder that there were people there before and there it, there's a lot of mystery in it huh, and okay. it really yeah. it feels like you there's a whole other life there uh and th- so it's really interesting because there are those old metal cars half buried in the desert that all have a story to tell some of them filled with bullet holes and and other oddities yeah so uh okay so yeah so it came from from that and in in a way it's kind of a play on this balance that that defines both las vegas and what we think of as the basis of the band yeah i I love that story i i've never heard that and and i would have never thought that that was where you would go with with that that that's (laughs) that's cool (laughs) yep that's where i I like that um you mentioned earlier uh, about getting the first album out and the video and some traction and then kind of having to uh, put it aside for a bit because you you went out on a, another tour with Cirque. How do you how do you f- balance all of this with the th- other things that you do? Do you have a do you have a, a plan going forward with this new album and and how you plan to support it? Well, that's a really good question, uh, particularly at this curious at sure. this very yeah, odd right. moment i should say <laughs> right, <laughs> because right. as you know we're in the middle of this quarantine this covid uh, uh this new world provided by 
COVID-19. Right. So um, we're, in a way, what this has done for us, this um, unexpectedly gave us the uh, momentum to sit down and mix this album, which was sitting there largely complete and waiting to be released. Ah, okay. And um, with all the shows closing and all the other things uh, taking a brief pause, we completed the mixing and mastering of this album, and now we're finally getting it out. The exciting thing about that, when we um, return to a new normal, whatever that's going to look like, we're going to be very well positioned to be able to come out strong and mm-hmm. come out of the gate and uh, and get out there and do some of the things that we hadn't been able to do with the last record. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pr- uh, primarily get out there and support it and tour and uh, we'll hopefully be out doing some festivals and things. We'll see how, how it all evolves. It's a little bit hard to know at this moment because we don't even know if the festivals will be happening. I know right, a lot of them right. are, are canceled already. And right. yep. so, but we intend to support it as much as we can, both uh, in the traditional way of going out and touring and supporting, and then in whatever new way might emerge from this uh quarantine era that we live in right yeah um is there anything uh what's the ultimate achievement for you that you haven't achieved yet what do you what do you have your sights set on do you have something well that's a very interesting question do you mean particularly as a band or myself as an artist or or either way just yeah as a musician and it may be in your band it may be with Cirque it may be something else that you that's on the horizons that you just haven't reached yet well I really I'd love to just continue on this trajectory like I um, I had said earlier that I feel fortunate to have gotten to this moment in my life uh, having spent my entire life uh, focused on a life in music I've had the opportunity to perform in some of the great venues in the world, Carnegie Hall and Radio City Music Hall and the Apollo Theater and all these places that I, that as a kid, I used to go see bands performing Mm. in. And I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to to see Tin Toy Cars be able to get to a point where we could be playing in some really beautiful and prestigious rooms like that. And also just to continue on this path, this life where hopefully, uh, growing old playing music and yeah, continuing sure. to have successes and uh really it's about having living an inspired uh and um well directed life uh-huh. of music you know yeah, that's cool i guess that's really it yeah. <laughs> i don't yeah no you know there's good. no bigger no bigger vision i guess yeah cool so the the album again is hello pariah where where does that come from the name so Hello Pariah is um, the title track of the album, and that song tells about someone who keeps running into his own personal demons wherever he goes. Uh, like he thought it was gone, but there it, it there it is again. Uh-huh. Okay. Pariah in this song is kind of a metaphor for the dark side of ourselves right. okay. that we keep that keeps rearing its head and trying to knock us off off course. The album is kind of. I look at it as kind of a collection of 10 little musical vignettes. Like okay. they each tell little stories uh-huh. and they're, they're all musically composed in a way that try to deliver those little stories. Like there's a, there's a song on the album called Guernsey Witches. 
which is based on a tradition in the Guernsey Island, which is one of these little islands in the English Channel between England and France. Hmm. And uh, there they build, in their architecture, little stone seats on the roofs of their homes for witches to rest on. Hmm. Because they, like in the old lore, they would believe that without them, witches would have nowhere to rest, so they would enter their homes and they would never leave. Oh, okay. And um, this song is kind of based on that old lore. And, um, yeah, it's kind of takes the listener on a cool little journey through this this ancient idea. But, yeah, so they're, they're all kind of like that. All of the songs have their own uh, contour and, and tell some story that, in a way, makes it kind of like a, I don't know, a little... A musical storybook or something where does the where does the ideas the the substance for the things that you write i mean that's i presume not something that you've experienced directly the content of that song where, where, how do these things come to you so there that's a good question every single thing is different every uh Every one is different, and the the form of composition is different. But, right. like for example, that one that I was just talking about, I was uh, in I was on tour, and I was in Australia, and okay. in um, the city, I believe it was in Brisbane. There's um, there was a, a sort of an exhibit set up of of an old settler's village and something in that oh this there was a witch's seat on the architecture of this building that oh, was there okay. and the, uh-huh. and uh the i i heard about it and started to wonder about it and went back to my hotel and researched it and sat there obsessing over it for <laughs> a few <laughs> weeks cool. until until this song uh just kind of sprang to life out of the experience yeah yeah that's cool um, so the record is out May 15th and I presume will be available in all of the outlets. What's, what's the best way for people to, to get to you, uh, questions, maybe, uh, by the record or, or the one previous. Well, yeah. So the album will, uh, be available everywhere on all the streaming services, digital outlets, Apple music, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, whatever, whatever you use. Uh, so any way that you like to listen to music, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. And uh, really, the best thing to do is come to tintoycars.net and check us out and okay. send us a send us a message and let us know what you're thinking and check out our last album too. And uh, and uh, we are not offended when people uh, listen for free on Spotify and mm-hmm. all those things because yeah. we we love those services yeah. as well. So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Check it out and listen and let us know what you think and shoot us questions and ideas and thoughts. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Peter. This has been uh, really interesting. I learned some things and uh, it's <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff. And I certainly wish you well with this. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And it's great talking to you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.